Hey there, Fellowship. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we get going, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Well, if you have an idea for a podcast and an audience that you think will listen, Anchor by Spotify is the right choice. You can record, you can edit, and you can distribute your podcast to all the major platforms all on your phone or your computer. Everything you need in one place. The Anchor app or anchor.fm. So go to those places right now. Record your voice. We want to hear it. And welcome to this episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Oh, well, hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Hey. Howdy. How do? Konnichiwa. <laughs> what's uh what's going on oh you know just hanging out inside the pretty neat zoom room (laughs) it is pretty neat (laughs) it's time for the pretty neat Four weeks? Has it been four, Ryan? I think it has. The seventeenth was the last event that the UFC had. <sighs> That's too but long yeah. of a dry spell. That's too long of a dry spell. It was dry ice this winter, as it were. But I'm happy all of that's coming again because that is a content driver on the Pretty Neat Podcast, which is this show, the show where we, that being myself, Aaron my friend Ryan, my friend Dom, talk about UFC and other pretty neat things. You can go to theprettyneatpodcast.com, hit the mailbag if you want to talk to us, or you can look at all the pretty neat stuff we have on there and um, tell a friend. Tell them you like the show. Tell them you want them to listen to the show so that you can talk to them about all the wrong shit we say and all of our uh, great gambling advice. We've made many a people wealthy on this show, yeah. including including but not limited to James Krause. The people who own and operate the sports books have made a fuck ton of money on our advice. <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> How was your week? What's going on? Because there's like, there wasn't sports. Sorry, there were sports. There just weren't sports that mattered to me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to, to digest there real quick. Yeah, there were sports that other people, <laughs> a, a, a mini, numerous amounts of people care about. You were not one of them. <laughs> There was uh the the Chargers are are gonna play the Jacksonville Jaguars on Saturday. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. Um pretty stoked on that. What's the Dom, line on that game? Do you know? I don't know as of yet. I'll pull it up. Keep going. Uh Dom shared a hilarious <laughs> news line <laughs> of two key Charger players getting injured in a game that meant consequentially nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Had no consequence whatsoever. 
I am happy to report that both will be available for the game. So no, I kind of lasting damage, (laughs) no (laughs) lasting damage. However, you're not wrong. Whoever wrote that, you're not wrong. And, and Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles chargers had this to stay for it. Uh, You know, it's hard. Determining <laughs> it's hard figuring out who's going to play in the game. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's not hard. You're one of your starting wide receivers. You're starting outside linebacker, defensive end. They they shouldn't be playing, um, and they still lost. But at the same time, like, it didn't mean anything. Yeah, football is weird in that sense. Like they don't except for preseason where teams have kind of figured out, don't play your starters in the preseason. They, they like basketball, baseball, when a team is out, they, they kind of pack it in and they, they let the young guys get a look and football doesn't always operate that way, but man. So the charger, do you want to guess the line? Actually? I'm looking at it. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. They're the, they're the way team and they're favored by one. Uh, I've got them at one and a half. I'm looking on ESPN. What do you got? Uh, also on ESPN. Really? Yeah. I got the over under at 47 and a half. Uh-huh. Yep. Money yeah, line minus 120, but it says spread consensus pick charges at minus one and a half. Wow. But then it also says spread minus one. So who? <sighs> Shake your head in disgust. Yes. It's uh, it's irritation. <laughs> ESPN, figure it out. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, but are we, am I going to have a conflict of trying to watch the chargers and UFC simultaneously? Well, no, because you definitely should just watch the chargers. Um, (laughs) and, and maybe like small screen the UFC. So bet MGM has the chargers at minus one and a half. Okay. I love that line. I think that's an easy parlay with. Uh, Seattle at plus nine and a half. You could even tease that and get the Chargers at like plus two and a half and the Seahawks at 12 and a half. The Seahawks being in the playoffs is a wild thing to begin with. It was very clear watching their game against the Rams that the NFL wanted them to win because there were legitimately five calls that were so atrocious that went the Seahawks way. I can't even... Even the commentators, even the commentators and that guy they have in the booth that does NFL like rules uh, interpretation. Oh, like yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough call. <laughs> it's like, come on. I don't what know are we doing on that? <laughs> no, I should be able to. Yeah. Okay. So the prelim start at one should be able to watch all of that. The main card starts at four. Chargers, I'm Ooh. showing 515. Yeah, Chargers 515. So we can watch. I can watch all the prelims on conflicted one to two maybe two fights on the main card before i would have to start channel surfing these are the real problems this is when you ipad the ufc and full tv the football game that is what i will be doing yeah you're right i i probably will have a uh an airpod in listening to fights with the with the chargers on the big screen okay. watching that that's probably how it's going to go down I think the Chargers get it done here, and I think they get it done comfortably. And I'm not even just saying that. I think they are the better team. I hope so. Um, they did get blown out by the Jaguars in like week four or five, 38 mm-hmm. to 10 in L.A. So that's not promising. However, 
you always have to favor the team that got beat the first time to make that some type like of three. Yeah. Yeah. Some type of adjustment the following time they match up. But that's, that was a, God, that was a fucking whole season ago. Well, it may as well have been. Who is Jacksonville's coach now? Um, great question. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's definitely not Urban Meyer. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely not Urban Meyer. What is Urban Meyer doing these days? <sighs> Dancing with co-eds at bars. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he he did all the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's the one they have that crazy Italian restaurant story about, right? Yes. Is that him or is that Rick Patino? I think it's Rick uh, Patino. Are you talking about Rick Patino with like having sex in the restaurant? Yeah, where he was like, the people at the restaurant know what I'm about when I come into the restaurant. <laughs> Some, like, he had some crazy story. He's a college football TV commentator now, <laughs> Urban Meyer. Damn. Rick Patino. Rick Patino, Italian, Italian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Oh, fucking. <laughs> what do I do at an Italian? Rick Patino testifies about restaurant sex encounter. Yep. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> oh, it's even better than I thought. He said, quote, unfortunate things happen. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh he goes to Fuca de Beppo. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Uh so this is from 2010. That's longer ago than I thought it was. Uh Louisville basketball coach Rick Patino told a jury Wednesday that a woman accused of demanding millions from him had sex with him after after whispering to him and unzipping his pants in an empty Italian restaurant. Uh Patino testified Wednesday that he met the woman at the restaurant where he'd gone following a golf outing. Said he bought her a drink, the two exchanged small talk. When he got up to leave, Patino said she whispered something, opened his pants, and then the two had sex, quote, very briefly. <laughs> Out very briefly. Standing Rick Patino. Because here's Rick the thing. Patino. If I had a son who was good enough to play high-level college basketball, I want his coach doing stuff like that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bendy Hana. It was. <laughs> uh... Uh, he went to Bendihana, Fuga yeah, de Beppo. Fuga de Beppo. This guy and, just loves And the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> All you can eat breadsticks. You That's know what I'm right. talking about. <laughs> he means vagina. I find their soup a little salty, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> yep. And I've had my salads tossed enough times. Damn. Hey, don't knock until you've tried it. So let's just quickly do some NFL picks, Ryan. Seattle, San Francisco. Who do you have? San Francisco. Yeah, unfortunately, even though I hate yeah. them. Uh, we oh, both and, have the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We Doug, both have Doug Chargers. Peterson, Doug Peterson, coach of the of the Buffalo Jaguars. Bills? No, Jaguars, that's right. Yeah, previously head coach for the Eagles from 2016 to 2020. Then Super was the Chiefs, team, yeah. Chiefs offensive coordinator 2013 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Looks like he was out of the league for a year after okay. the Eagles shit-canned him. Um, and as we know, if you get fired... With time still on your contract, that team is still paying you. Get that money. <laughs> Get that money. Um, is now taking the Jaguars back to the playoffs since is that I mean, is that the early two thousands? Was that the the uh, game it's been a while that they played against the Titans? When the Byron music left, which was their quarterback? Yeah, the Music City Miracle game. It might be. Uh Miami and Buffalo. On Sunday, Buffalo, New York, Minnesota. Me too. New York, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, me too. Baltimore, Cincy. Cincy. 
Same. And Dallas, Tampa? Tampa. Oh, I got Dallas. Dallas. Okay. I'm uh I'm not impressed by what the Cowboys tried to do by actually trying to win against the Redskins. Yeah, that was weird. And sneakily enough, the 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 Bucks are kind of clicking right now in the last couple of games. And and their defense is better than you think. That sounds Old, like a uh, Tom Brady move. Old Tom Tommy two step is like playoffs, you say. Mm. Oh, it's January? Okay. I don't, uh, Aaron, <laughs> did you want to make NFL picks? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, just just sh- I'm just, I'm shouting cities. Okay. I recognized Cowboys from the film, the little giants. Yeah. So I shouted that is, uh, is handsome Jimmy going to play? <laughs> Jimmy G, Do you know? Yeah. No, Jimmy G is not playing. So Brock Purdy, we just picked Brock Purdy to win a playoff game. You know, some could argue that he, played the best of all three 49er quarterbacks all year. Well, handsome Jimmy is an atrocity at quarterback. It's a, honestly the Kyle Shanahan should win coach of the decade for how good that team has been with their quarterback situation. He's also known as Jimmy Checkdown. <laughs> Jimmy Checkdown. Yeah. Jimmy Checkdown. He doesn't push the ball down the field. He checks it down. Jimmy, give me the girl who filmed eight pornos yesterday. Damn. That's because he likes porn stars. Is that joke? I like Cincy over Baltimore too. I think Cincinnati's speaking at the right time. Yeah, they, they they look good. They're proven in the playoffs, whereas Baltimore, I think, recently broke through with Lamar winning their first playoff game, but he hasn't played in weeks, and you expect him just to come back and be in sync with everybody? I I yeah. highly doubt that. And Harbaugh is saying it's not for sure that he's going to play. You know he represents himself. He doesn't have an agent. Yes, I did know that, yeah. and I found it to be idiotic. Uh, Bobby he, Wagner, same thing. Well, Bobby Wagner had played himself into probably a really good position from what he did this year, whereas Lamar went into a contract year and missed a whole bunch of time. And I believe they threw the checkbook at him and he said no. Yeah, I think that is true. Um, Bobby Wagner, I believe, signed a five-year contract with the Rams. Of course, we know those deals are not worth the money they're printed on, but even still, I'm pretty sure it was five years. Yeah, five years. Uh, in the offseason, right? Because he came over from mm-hmm. Seattle in the previous offseason, right? I Yeah, he did. I don't think he is going to be a free agent. No. Hmm. Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon's daughter, yeah. resigns as WWE co-CEO. How come? Does it say? Hmm. Let's find out. some sort of scandal? <laughs> now, isn't she married to Triple H? Yes. Hmm. Speaking okay, of so resignation, she her resignation less than a week after her father came out of retirement and returned as chairman of the board. Oh, family drama. <laughs> Vince McMahon, another guy, all natural, all natty. Speaking of resignations, do you think Khabib is actually exiting all MMA as he says he is? Like done coaching, done everything. I think so. He's he's proven to be a man of his word. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. How do you think his team fares without him there? I think they got a pretty solid structure in place. Maybe they lose a little bit of discipline. A little, right? Not a fuck ton because Mm -hmm. they're Dagestani. 
for Christ's sakes. Um, <laughs> We're not saying Islam loses a step or two, are we? No. no, no, no. I think they have a pretty good system in place in how they prepare. They may actually lean more on their strengths as opposed to mm. expanding on what his current talents are. Right? They may just be super wrestling heavy because that's what they are. Yeah, that, that's second nature for them. You, but we can't say it's it's not going to have an effect, especially yeah. if he's like, "Hey, I'm taking time away because I want to be with my family," and he just stays away. Yeah, now, they didn't say that it was permanent. He just said he wanted to take some some time away. It was kind of indefinite, open ended mm-hmm. in terms of how long that was going to be. Yeah, no, raises kids up until they're competition ready, probably, and then get back into coaching. Does Khabib have kids? Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He has three kids. I know that he was t- spending so much time away, like just going with his fighters for camp for their fights. And you could totally tell that family is like at the top of his priority list. Um, a part of me feels too that maybe just the whole game, like with Eagle FC and Dana and the game, like if there's one thing I know about combat sports is surrounded by gambling and alcohol and every vice that comes with it, none of which is conducive to the Islamic lifestyle. It's a fair point. And like maybe just the fuck the lifestyle is not what he wants and he can't handle the people living in it. I could see that. I think he can handle them. I don't know if he wants to anymore. Yeah, that's probably it. He probably doesn't want to, doesn't fucking have to. No. Um, and, you know, I kind of feel like his team, like you said, might lose a little discipline. Uh, I don't think Islam is really a part of that conversation. I think he's just been in long enough that he's pretty much a Nurmagomedov, which is also who I think will be fine. I think like Umar, Umar Nurmagomedov will probably be fine. Usman, uh, his other cousin. I think they'll be fine, but I think maybe we won't see as many people coming out of that camp over the next few years, though, just because they won't have Khabib's blessing. You know, Khabib, I heard that guy was good, but I've never seen him. You know, it just doesn't won't have as much pull to get people in. But uh, damn, man, talk about like just like retire at the top of your game as a coach and then as a or as a fighter and then as a coach. Shit. Props to him. Fuck. I'm going to say something controversial. What? I am ready for a post Khabib UFC. Ooh. I don't think that's that controversial. I, I it's kind of like the the and the difference is there is still a chance we see Connor fight. There is still a chance we see John Jones fight. If it was something where we knew those two guys were done fighting and we were still kind of every single week talking about them, it's kind of like, yeah, I, 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 I get it, but let's, let's move on. That's what I would say. Yeah. If Khabib's out of the picture, it'll just kind of be, this guy came from his camp (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that'll be the end of that. Hey, happy retirement, bro. I think you deserve it. I hope he enjoys his time. Uh, Saturn news, Christina Lee 
if you're not over at one FC, right? Over at one FC, 18 years old, passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, sister of Andrea Lee, the Adam Weight champion in one. Uh, her brother also fights, right? Or her other sister? Yeah. Uh, also in one. Uh, geez. I mean, three professional fights. She started professionally fighting at 16 and she's dead. They also closed the gym. Uh, the the gym she trained out of the entire gym closed. They canceled all the memberships. No idea if that's related, but that is a true thing. Uh, man, hearts out to the fam and all of Hawaiian MMA and one, which one FC on Prime is this Friday. If you didn't know, is we it? have yeah we have some UFC on Saturday and some one on Friday, which is cool. Oh, that's right, Superbon versus Alazov. Mm-hmm. The yeah. last one I've seen on Prime was a ton of fun. That guy, whose name I can't remember, is a fucking killer. Yeah, the heavyweight, right? Did you yeah. Say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other news, really, I, I suppose uh, Oliveira, Charles Oliveira's time frame got pushed back a little bit. Aljamain uh, Sterling, too. Aljamain Sterling got back, which Sean O'Malley called him Alja Comain Sterling, and that is a fantastic <laughs> nickname. And he also mm-hmm. offered to step in to face Henry Cejudo. It seems like that would be for an interim belt, yeah. And that would be for an interim belt. What are your initial thoughts Aaron's on... Aaron's favorite, the interim belt. <laughs> yeah, right? We'll see who defends it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mm. Who do you, who, I felt and, bad on a relist, and I feel like I went too hard on you on that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's all good. And I mean, I was one of those things too, where I'm like, shit, how does somebody win the interim belt and then win their next two fight, but not be defending? Well, that is a weird. That's funny. Injuries and strippings, and it just fucking Ferguson happens. definitely the most unique career in MMA or UFC history. I think. Yeah, it's up there. That's for sure. Um. Uh. Speaking of Tony Ferguson, the person whom he won the interim off of, Kevin Lee, uh, talked about how he wouldn't come back to the UFC because it would take away all of his leverage. He's trying to like work in a fight with the Paul brothers. And now his brother, Kevin Lee's brother, Keith, is like a big TikTok sensation. Oh. And apparently it's adding some legs to the social clout and uh, could see some sort of Kevin Lee... Maybe moving into PFL to fight Logan Paul. Uh, uh, ESPN. Jake Paul, a, sorry. Yeah, ESPN had an interesting article about, like, could anyone follow Jake Paul into the PFL? Like, because it sounds kind of like, I, uh, who wrote this? Was it Brett Okamoto? I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, doesn't actually say. What does he mean by follow him? Like, so like this go to that promotion who, who yeah okay, whoever just, wrote this whoever wrote this article oh this is like one of those those uh so jeff wagenheim again credit where credit's due uh megan anderson brad okamoto and jeff wagenheim did some predictions it looks i think yesterday um on espn and wagenheim is predicting jake paul and Nate Diaz fight one time, not twice, right? Jake said, well, first we'll box, then we'll do an MMA fight. And that they would do some sort of split format, you know, one round MMA, one round boxing type of thing. Um, huh. So, okay. 
I don't know if he if Jake Paul and Nate Diaz box right now. Jake Paul's a three to one favorite, which is fucking crazy. But it's really hard to think that in an MMA rules fight, Jake would have anything to do with Nate's jujitsu. So, yeah, I'm 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 comfortable saying I think Jake Paul would beat Nate Diaz in a boxing fight. I like I like match. the I like the prospect of the two fights though. I think that that's a good way to go. I yeah, that. and I think PFL will play ball, right? And PFL like kind of mm-hmm. secretly is I don't I don't know who owns them or whatever, but they're kind of secretly like the the UFC's little brother, right? They're they're on ESPN also. They mm-hmm. they're just starting to do some pay-per-views. I guess they're going to give title fight or or like main main event fights like a 50% split of the pay-per-view revenue which is yeah. not even close to what the UFC gives them so I was going to say the PFL is probably still looking for eyes yeah and we had a conversation not a couple of episodes ago about how some fighters are getting the eyes from the UFC it's yeah. the other way around for the PFL yeah i think a lot of fighters are bringing the eyes to them and they are totally aware of that and they are paying fighters accordingly uh, and and getting Jake now. Paul is not nothing, right? No, Mm-mm. he he brings a lot of attention, whatever he brings. So could someone like, I mean, we've thrown out a ton of names, but what if someone like Brian Ortega was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna own their featherweight division for three years, make a shit ton of money, and leave." <laughs> it's not crazy. Good, yeah. He not would to- for sure win their featherweight title, right? I'm not, I'm not off on that. And it gives PFL a litmus for pay-per-view. Like if they wanted to step into the pay-per-view right. game, like which they've already Bellator started doing. has, um, then throw somebody in there who knows how to sell pay-per-views. And mm-hmm. Jake Paul has learned a lot. So I think that that would bring a lot of eyes to PFL and it would probably earn them their highest selling pay-per-view if they put them on it. Seems likely. Yeah. What else was happening? Was there anything else in the MMA world before we, I can't believe I'm going to say this, make picks mm. for the first time in a month? Eh? No, but this this article on ESPN is interesting on like bold predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any of them that jump out to you? Uh, they're saying John Jones doesn't fight ever again. Mm-hmm really uh, it's it's a bold prediction right there's yeah. they're trying to get like what um so but still it, it is it's bold huh uh, this what? one they're saying henry cejudo is going to win fighter of the year which would mean he'd have to fight multiple times yep okay henry cejudo being fighter of the year uh i don't know what would he have to he would have to annihilate sean if he fought Sean, and then he would have to annihilate Algermain. Algermain when he comes back, mm-hmm. and then probably somebody else. Then go up and beat Volkanovski. Oh my gosh! That probably. would make him fighter of the year, right there. Yeah, I suppose. Is, the, is yeah. that all he'd have to do? That's <laughs> all you gotta do is yeah. win the interim, beat the champ at bantamweight, go beat up beat literally class. three of the best pound for pound fighters on earth. That's all you gotta do in one year. Yeah, (laughs) that would be three belt wins. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Uh, They also this has uh, Leon Edwards beating Kamaru Usman again in London. 
I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know uh, about that either. That's wild. The California Legislative Women's Caucus calls for the removal of Dana White as UFC president. Yeah, have have you guys had any like changing thoughts on the Dana White thing? I'm no? I'm interested. Interested is the wrong word. I am um, surprised that they're just kind of like what they ended up doing was staying silent for a week and then they're like, okay, we're back to normal. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, we thought, oh, they're the slap league, which I didn't realize was on TBS. Did you guys know that? I I did after I know that it was. After I learned that it was postponed, yeah, yeah, and then that's where I found that out too. Like, oh shit, they're they're gonna table that, right? They're like, oh no, we're just delaying it a week, and that's like everybody's in on it. So, guys, we're gonna we're gonna lay low for a week, yeah, and then it's full steam ahead. Yeah, um, shit. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give you three words as to why this has been buried. You ready? Ready. 1.5. And do you know what that now? You know what that that those three words represent? The billions of dollars. The billions of dollars the ESPN and the UFC stand to lose if there was some sort of dissolution of their agreement, because that is the (laughs) rights agreement that ESPN paid to host there. At least that is that is what it's. Mm-hmm. believe to be anyway um yeah they're just gonna let that go they're just gonna let it fade away i mean it it's it's like i've other people we kind of talked about it last week uh, other people have made this point like that weird situation with the u.s men's national team coach was headline news on espn for like two days but that alleged allegedly happened 30 years ago Dana White's thing is on video and you can't find ESPN mentioning it anywhere except for some random group of mm-hmm. women is, I guess it's a legislative caucus, but sure. whatever. Um, they didn't even send it to, they sent it to Ari Emanuel, who's a manager. They didn't send it to the UFC. Like this is, this is posturing. This is, a show of good faith. Dana White is certainly not going to be removed as president of the UFC against his will. No, nope. you know, and no. they only postponed it a week. It's the first power slap league is kind of episode is, is I feel, I feel stupid saying that it's is coming. debuting on January 18th. <laughs> it's coming. Um, I'm going to watch. I want to see what it's like when a couple people just slap each other as hard as they fucking can. But <laughs> Uh, we're we're in agreement with this, right? They're probably all on steroids. Probably. Right. We're, we don't think there's any type of uh, <laughs> USADA going on in the... I'm pretty sure that PSA. I saw... Look at my head twisting around. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> of course they are. All on the juice? What about uh, Phil Baroni allegedly beating... That's a, a bummer. That is a bummer. What was that, that one? Uh, so he was arrested in Mexico. Yeah. Um, they found a woman who they later identified as his girlfriend who was assaulted 
there were at least 37 injuries that resulted in her death. Jeez. Um, hey. Yeah. Not, not going to be involved in sports anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a, it was a, that was, that was around the same time as the, the Dana White situation. Mm-hmm. And that one, that one definitely went under the radar for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe due to the fact that he's not that big of a name. No, yeah, but, he hasn't fought in a long time. He's 46. Yeah. If you are interested, you guys, you can buy a shirt. <laughs> the, on the back of it says slap back to reality. And there's a power slap league logo on the front. <laughs> oh my god. And their website says power slap, the world's premier slap fighting uh organization, slap fighting league. What does it say? I can't see the rest of it. Uh the world's premier, the world's premier slap fighting organization. It's premier. There has to be a, a false ad out there somewhere that somebody made of the Power Slap League and the video still frame of Dana and his wife. It has to be. There has to be one. <laughs> Why don't we talk about uh, women slapping each other in the face? I think that would be a good idea. That's how we're going to start Well, there's off. women in the Power Slap League. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about them kicking each other in the face okay. then, too. <laughs> And now it's time for the Pretty Me Podcast Picks. Well, 2023 is picking up right where 2022 left off with shaking up the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were originally talking about Kelvin Gastelum taking on uh Nasruddin Imavov but Sean Strickland is stepping in because Kelvin Gastelum has an injured mouth and uh yeah they're going to be fighting at light heavyweight instead of middleweight uh so that should be a fun that's the main event but why don't we start at the very 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 beginning of this card unless there's anything just jumping out you're excited about with it no let's start no. from the bottom work our way to the top <laughs> nice just like uh, Murphy Brown. Is that Murphy Brown do that? <laughs> Drake does that. Drake did Murphy that. Brown. <laughs> I don't know. What was that um, actress's name? Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen. <laughs> was it? Murphy Brown. Yeah. Um, picking off the night and women's... Str- uh, I keep on... Jeez. Not even when I'm strongly. Women's flyweight... Priscilla, how do you say her last name? Cochorera? Cachoeira. Cachoeira, or as I like to call her, Miss Nico Price. Um, That's not nice. Is going to be fighting Sajara Usbank. Is Usbank. she married to Nico Price? No, she just looks like Nico <laughs> yeah, Price. Okay, that's what I thought. That's not nice. <laughs> true. Uh, I'm not arguing uh, it, but it's not It's nice. true. She does look like Nico Price if he went through one of those female filters that people do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's fighting Sajara Eubanks. Yes, yes. Um, and Sajara Eubanks, of course, the uncrowned tough champion uh, that never was, uh, was filled in for by Roxanne Modafferi on that season on the tough finale. That's a weird turn of events. 
Yeah. Yeah. Weird turn of events. Uh, Ryan, do you have any initial thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm I'm all over Sarge on this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Even though she's coming off a loss, I, I think mm-hmm. she's more physically imposing. Yep. Especially if she misses weight. If she misses weight, I'm definitely pulling for Sarge. So are you calling? Are you calling a missed weight here? Uh, she's had trouble getting to flyweight. She's normally a bantamweight fighter. I'm kind of surprised that this is flyweight. Um, she's really, really fucking strong, man. And she puts down a lot of pressure. And if she doesn't make weight, <laughs> she'll definitely have a big, a good gas tank for that. But Priscilla's like Nico Price. They even fight alike, man. She's really aggressive. She'll come forward uh, and she'll bring the game. I, I think she's going to get knocked out. Is it uh, 125? Yeah. 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 Eubanks, they have listed at 135 right there. Yeah, it's kind of, and uh, Priscilla also is listed here as 135. Or that's what I meant. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. They both, they're both in Sajara. Geez, 125, 127.5. Yeah. Weird. Um, it is kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Sarge here. I like Sarge here. I think she's just going to be too much. Uh, I, I think I agree. Let's see. Then we are going to be moving into men's flyweight. Where we have Jimmy Flick and Charles Johnson. Well, you know we're going to have fun with Jimmy Flick's name. Of course we are. <laughs> uh, was He was on the Thompson... Uh, oh, Jeff Neal. Sorry. Oh, no. We haven't seen him in a long time. More yeah, than two years. Wow. Coming off a pretty big... He retired, actually, if I okay. recall correctly. He retired, and he's coming back. He wanted So, Jar to... Eubanks was also on that card. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what do you, th- I think, uh, I like Charles Johnson here myself. I like his height. I like his reach. Um, he also, I mean, I mean, look at the sub like of Jimmy flick, Jimmy flick only wins fights by sub and well, he's Charles- only had the one fight in the UFC and that was oh, in yeah. 2020. Um, <laughs> he won by first round submission. And outside of the UFC, I think all of his other wins are by submission. Uh, uh, contender least, series, he won by submission. Four, yeah. Then he was in LFA. He won the belt by submission. Oh, shit. And then He's... FCF, whatever that is. Freestyle cage fighting. He won by submission in round one. Fought four times in 2020, and then he hasn't fought since. Give me Charles Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take Charles Johnson. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent favorite, too, a minus 380. Unless this goes to the ground in the first round. <laughs> well, they're dry, I guess. Hey, that's uh it's that's totally that's totally valid. Then it's all flick. Daniel Argueta and Nick Aguiar. Aguirre? Ooh. Let's see. How do you Nick Aguirre is undefeated. Nick Aguirre? Aguirre? You pronounce that Aguirre? Aguirre? Yeah. Or are you trying to say it's Aguirre? I guess. I don't know. He's uh, He's got five wins in a row. Well, 
I have him listed as undefeated here on ESPN. UFC yeah, seven, has him at 8-1, which is interesting. Huh. Coliseum Combat, ever heard of that? Submission, yeah. Rear Naked Choke. APFC, Guillotine. First Round Knockout. Triangle Choke, First Round. Art of Scrap, Four. And then again in 2021, Coliseum Combat 55. Nice. All wins by finishes. Impressive. Give me Slick Nick here. All right. Yeah. The Slick Nick pick? Yeah. I like it too. I like Slick Nick as well. Up again, or down, I guess, if you're looking at weight class, up if you're looking at the card, <laughs> uh, to flyweight. Alan Massimento, Carlos Hernandez. Uh, have both I recognize Carlos Hernandez. Me too. But Alan Nascimento, I don't. And he's a massive favorite. Nascimento is? Yeah. Minus 370, yeah. Damn. Massive favorite. And so he's got the reach. He's got the height. No, the same height. Puro Oso. Wow, 13 by submission, 11 first-round finishes. Okay. Yeah, He three. was on that Blahovich-Rakic card mm-hmm. and the Blahovich-Tashera card. Oh. And um, Contender Series when he lost to Howley and Paiva. Interesting. Okay, so that's yeah. where he was coming from. Carlos only has one fight in the UFC and then one fight on Dana White's Contender Series. Oddly okay. enough, you don't see them give contracts to guys that go to decision on contender series not mm-hmm. typically and he won a split decision oh really and they still gave him the contract they gave him the contract and then his first fight in february of last year also a split decision win and then prior to that there was a u uh unanimous decision lfa and then two submission wins so that's sort of to me feels like he's a, a bit of a brawler then who at least can make the fight exciting <laughs> Uh, There's got to be a reason you get a contract if you win by split decision, right? That's got to be an action fight. Absolutely. So I I would at least expect this one to be fireworks. Um, Maybe Allen just has more tools. I mean, I could see he's nearly got three times the number of fights under his belt. Um, And and this he's some water to the Hernandez fire, if you will. Um, Hey, either way, that sounds like a very, very fun fight. Give me Nascimento, but this could be one we end up talking about next week. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Hernandez. Okay, yeah. you're taking the big underdog. I, yeah. I, yeah, I am. That's fine. Nice. I, I'm in agreement with Dom. I just think there's a couple more tools under the belt there. Um, then we go into bantamweight, Javid Basharat versus Mateus Mendonca. Mendonca. Another wow. contender series guy. You're, are you looking at his significant strikes landed per minute? 11.25. That's Ooh. insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. How do your right. arms move that fast? 11.25. Both of these guys are, are throwing contender series guys. But but look at that. M- Mendonca, 11.25 with a 75% significant strike accuracy. That's insane. That's and he's got a 60% he, defense. He gets hit, though. He does get hit. I mean, you can't throw in at that rate and not get hit. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Blocking. His contender series was a first-round <laughs> first KO. 
and then uh, future fighting championships, UD, then a KO, then a submission, then a UD. So for somebody who throws that much, I would have thought he'd have mostly KOs. This was this was the Bo Nickel card that mm-hmm. Aaron and I did live. Yeah, yeah. And he he knocked him out um, in 48 seconds. I remember this very well. Yep. I, I actually recall my wife saying he has blue hair. He's going to win. Yep. yep. He is a monster. <laughs> yeah. Look at the average fight times, too. We're like, Javid has 14.44 and 14 minutes, <laughs> 44 seconds, and Mateus with 48 seconds. Well, he's uh, only got the uh, one fight. <laughs> yeah. It's like when so, Kamzatz was, was yeah, like, like 11 seconds or whatever. And, and this, feels, this is set up for a knockout, right? This is Mateus. By one of them, definitely. Like getting it done really early or Javid finding it. That's what so, this feels like. Javid beat Tony Gravely, who's a good fighter. And uh, I can't think of this guy's first name, but last name Jones. Those are his two fights in the UFC. And then he won by sub in the contender series. But they were all, that one was a late stoppage too, which is why his average fight time is 1444. Oh, okay. I, okay. This is going to be a I'm excited for this one now. This yeah, is going to be a fun one. I, yeah. Uh, give me Mateus on this one. Me too. Yeah, I like Mateus also. He also has a sweet chess piece. I, yep, I, we talked about that owl at the time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Piercing gaze. <laughs> Mateus is followed by another Mateus, uh, but that would be Mateus Rebecca at lightweight fi- <laughs> fighting Nick Fiore. Am I saying that or am I just blasting names today? <laughs> Some tough ones, honestly. <laughs> um, no stats on on Mr. Fiore here. Let's see. Yeah, yeah combat this gotta zone. That's got to be a debut. He's been very active though. Five fights since fights since August of twenty one. How old is this guy? Because he's only got six pro fights. Twenty five. Twenty five. Combat zone, huh? Combat zone seventy four, seventy five, seventy seven, seventy eight. What happened with seventy six? So TKO round one, submission round one, submission round one, submission round one, TKO round one. Hell yeah. Now, Rebecca is a heavy favorite, minus 700. Um, He fought in August on the Contender Series, and then he has been in Fen. Fen 28, 32, 36, and 37, uh, which maybe is a Russian promotion. Maybe or Polish. He's he's from Polish. Polish. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Fight night. Roklaw. Yeah, that's got to be Poland. That's definitely Poland. Lotos fight night four. Lotos fight night. TKO KO KO UD sub. Hmm. His only contender series win was a rear naked choke in the first round. I'm going. He is, man, he is a heavy one. favorite. I'm going to go, if I was betting, I would parlay him with Mundanka. So I'll take Fiore. Mm-hmm. You're taking Fiore? I got the, yeah. I got, I got the pole. I'm going I got the Polish. Pole also. I got the Polish pole. sausage. I'm going both Mateuses. I just yes. like the name Mateus. Mateusz. Yeah. And this, this next kid, Claudio Ribeiro, also a contender series guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's taking on Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, who's a beast from Ghana. Uh, 510, find it 185. 
That's a yeah. thick boy. Not yep. a contender series guy, but he is one in four in his last five UFC appearances dating back to July of 2020. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Chaos That's William knocked him out in the first round. Jacob Malkoon beat him in a UD. He beat the uh, Italian guy, Anthony D. Chiricchio, or Chirico. Chirico. That's a first round KO. And then he lost a split decision. That screams to me, he gasses. Yep. 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 That does scream gas. <laughs> gas. Yeah. Give doesn't... me Ribeiro here. That's a that's a nice three fighter parley. I like that. Yeah. I like Ribeiro myself on that one. And I think yeah. he gets it done later or decision. Yeah. Plus, a, he had a first round KO on the contender series. I like that. Oh, geez. Yeah. He got a I TKO like, by retirement. How about that? Love that. I like uh, uh, an undercard full of uh, contender series guys. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the Claudio train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. KO, KO, TKO, TKO, KO. Yeah, that screams. That's fireworks right there. Yep, I like it. Speaking of the fighter, we talked about not not fighting. We're not talking about anymore because <laughs> he might just fade out. Uh, Nurmagomedov, the name is back, uh, but it's Khabib's little cousin, Umar, fighting. Uh, is it Honey or is it Roni? I'd say Bar- Honey. Barcelos. Um, I mean, he's no joke. He's a massive underdog, but Barcelos and a Nurmagomedov just. It just doesn't mix. This minus seven fifty for Umar is probably the right line. <laughs> yeah, ESPN has it at minus seven hundred. Yeah, oh. this should be a with under under five minutes. This should be club and pure domination. I don't know if it'll be club and sub. I just club and dom, whatever you want to call it. It's. Uh, club and dom club and domination (laughs) club and bdsm (laughs) yes he's club missive one might say um (laughs) or at least honey will be Uh, i got umar all the way in this uh not a chance it goes to the end yeah yeah, i was looking at his fights uh umar subbed out uh brian boom kelleher yeah that's pretty that's a good win yeah and boom boom is no joke Boom boom. He, he did it fast too. Now, Mr. Barcelos did mm-hmm. beat a Nurgo 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 Gomeda Nurma Gomedov <laughs> in uh 2019, but I think that was Saeed. Probably. Who is not related, <laughs> is that correct? They're he's not related to Habib. No. They just have mm. the same last name. Oh yeah, he beat uh Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Uh, I remember when Henry beat him. I remember when Valiev beat him. Uh, I don't remember when he faced Connie Taha. We were there for Barcelos against Victor Henry. Oh, no. Yes, we. Yes, we were. January 22nd. Would you look at that? Oh, yep. And there's Saeed Nurmagomedov. Yep. I remember that. Lost by decision. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I hey. still got I still got Umar on this one. I still got Umar. Yeah. Revenge of the Nurgomedovs. Nurmagomedovs. Yeah, right. You eventually have to get into the syllable just to like 
get it. Like Nerma Ket- go made of. Yeah. The next one, Ketlen Vieira. <laughs> yeah, I got Ket- I got Ketlin on this one. I don't yeah, think too. I don't think Rocky's got much left. I don't really either, man. I can't believe she's ranked fifth. Well, it kind of just speaks to the bantamweight <laughs> division, right? It Rocky really didn't does. even fight at 135 all the time. She used to fight down at 125. <laughs> Was she That's on the so... list at any given point? No. Not not for me. That's correct. She was. <laughs> yeah. She got head kicked by Valentina. That was yes. so bad. And and Ketlin's last win, she beat Holly home. So that's a good win, even with Holly being 40. Worse she than Jessica I? She got kicked? Oh, yeah. Jessica I is the one that got kicked in the head, not Raquel. Yeah, okay. Jessica I took bad. the baseball bat to the dome. Um, <laughs> she also beat Misha Tate. She lost to Yune uh, Yara Kunitskaya. Mm-hmm. Then she beat uh, Eubanks, and then she lost to Irene, Irene Aldana mm-hmm. in 2019. So not terrible. She's won three of her last five. I still, I still like Ketlin, just physically dominating. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's 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 such a great couple of wins for Ketlin too. This really should put her in the discussion for uh, feeding to the lioness. Why not? Mm. I'm for it. I'd much rather see her go that way than Raquel Pennington. She's never fought her before? Ketlin? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Mm. Interesting. So that could add some spice. You know, if Ketlin goes out there and totally dominates Raquel, which could happen, it's like, hey, there's a reason I'm fucking number two here. So give me the lioness next. So I'm for that. I'd love to see Ketlin go out there and put on a performance. Um, but hey, Raquel's a name. If she won, it's not like that would be bad for pulling some eyes to Amanda or whoever might be the next contender. Also, I last week we were talking about a female fighter that had gone on Joe Rogan's podcast and was talking about the way that like the medical coverage works through Liz the UFC. Carmouche. It was Kat Zingano. Kat Zingano, oh, okay. not Liz Carmouche. Yeah. You're fucking you're fucking right. They're really close though, both icons of the sport from the early days of women's. That's for sure. Have fun with that name. I know, right? Punahele Soriano yeah. is what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna uh, guess he's that's from correct. Hawaii. He or is, yeah. Kansas. He's Punahele? from Punahele. <laughs> yeah, he's from Hawaii. He's uh he trains out of Vegas, which is okay from what I understand it's the eight time couture here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and Roman Kopilov, glad to see him back as well. Fun middleweight fight. This one again should be some some leather being slung, if you will. Yeah, I like Punahele on this one. Oh yeah, why? Um, I I I distinctly remember watching him fight on different occasions, and he's he's had better decision making. I think he Extreme Couture has given him more than just like a brawling what he was doing before was just like a brawling marauder type style yeah and roman kopilov has lost two of his last three fights in the ufc well he's only had three fights in the ufc he's lost mm. two of the last three don't love that sub loss to carl robertson then a unanimous decision mm. to uh Duryev, and then he knocked out anthony d shiriko shiriko in round three 
I like uh, I like Punahele. The 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 Brandon Allen loss. Yeah, I was about is, to say is uh, that's not a good sign for Punahele, right? Because Brandon Allen has gotten mm-hmm. a lot better a little bit. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, not 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 Arnold Allen, Brandon Allen, the one who fights at. Uh, They're brothers, are they? <laughs> Definitely not brothers. Well, I think Brandon. I, think, so. I think Brandon Allen has had a win since the July twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Uh, a pretty good one. You know what we're thinking about with Brandon Brendan Allen? It's Brendan Allen, not Brandon. Mm, um, yeah. when he got knocked out by Chris Curtis, remember that's when Chris Probably, Curtis like jumped in on the yeah. scene. That, okay. Cause, because Brendan Allen has won four of his last five. <laughs> yeah. He beat Punahele, then he got knocked out by Chris Curtis, then he demolished Sam Alvey, then uh, Jacob Malkoon was a UD, and then he beat Kristoff uh, Jotko by sub in round one. That's that's what I was thinking was Jotko. That's yeah. right. And I remember him from the Sam Alvey fight as well. Yep. Okay. Friend yeah. of the show. Friend of the yeah. show. Very, very uh, disappointing result. Yeah. I, I think I think you're on it with Punahele. Uh I actually think this might be his to lose. Uh if and what I mean by that is I think Roman could capitalize on some mistakes. He's only a slight favorite, minus one sixty. It's very slight, very slight. I think that the you know, I'm I'm still sticking to Punahele. He should have this everywhere on paper. Even I as, like I like Puna. Yeah, I'm I'm in for Puna on this one, and we have our final two fights of the night. Uh, first being featherweight, Dan Fifty K Ige is back, uh, fighting Damone Jackson or Damon Jackson, uh, however he chooses to pronounce it. Damon, Damon. <laughs> Some somewhat of a coin flipped on this one, but Dan, uh, Dan needs a win here. Yep, he's lost. Danny Gay and Ally Quinta are the same person. There, I said it. <laughs> you're you're not far off, frankly. I mean, Dan Ige has had to fight some of the toughest fucking fighters over the last five fights. Yeah, he lost to <laughs> Evloev, who's an up and comer in that division, right? Yeah, he's he's like a Russian hammer. Then he lost to Josh Emmett. Then he lost to the Korean Zombie. Then he beat mm-hmm. whoever Tucker is by first round TKO. Cool, good win. And then before that, he lost to Calvin Cater. The yeah. the, the thing here that I'm he took all those guys in a loss to the to the to the judges. Yeah, he didn't get finished. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, you that that has to be his path, right? Is that Damon never figures it out? Well, I, I seem to recall that Damon has really good endurance can we get a little of damon jackson's picture for a second (laughs) of course get the fuck (laughs) out of here dude (laughs) hey hey get the Uh, fuck out of here damon action what are you doing shave your head it's over the shit has sailed yeah your forehead is outrageous Take it from me, just turn it into your whole head. Sometimes your hairline retires before you and you that have picture to is go so rough it. right there. It is that smaller version. Yeah. Dang. So so Damon Jackson has won four of his last five. 
His last loss was against Ilya Tapuria by, you guessed it, first round knockout. No shame there. That's that's what Tapuria does. But then yeah. he beat uh, that dude is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, Kirk by dis- by sub. He got a decision. David Argueta was a decision. Then he beat Pat Sabatini by first round TKO as well. Not necessarily big names. This is a big step up in competition um, outside of Tapuria for Damon Jackson. So give me a. 50k Ige. You know what? I'm I'm leaning heavy that I'm leaning heavy on Dan Ige, and I think he's gonna get it done within the three minutes. Three rounds. Sorry. I think he gets okay. it done by finish. Interesting. Inside the distance, he ain't gonna go to decision on this one. That moves us into the main event of Saturday evening, which <laughs> was Kevin Gastelum and is now Sean Strickland versus Nasruddin Imavov at light heavyweight instead of middleweight. Uh, Imavov, a slight favorite here. And so they, I moved, they moved this up in weight then. Yeah, they did. They, they this is a late, late replacement. I yeah. think Sean Strickland used to fight at 205 I think and he has probably before. needs more time, more time to get down to 185. So this makes mm-hmm. sense if they're getting him to come in and fight, which... Guys, Sean Strickland fought in the last UFC event. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. How many UFC. times has the guy fought in two straight events? Back to two back. Two straight main events. Main events. That, yeah, that's got to be a first, right? Biz, right? Bisping has to have been the closest with, what, 20 days? When he fought GSP that second time? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then Gastelum afterwards and got knocked out. No, I, thought, out I think and... it was Gastelum, then GSP. It was Gastelum done GSP and GSP and no, I remember no no GSP Gastelum first. knocked out Gastelum uh, after after that all that that was what retired GSP or Gast or Bisping. Yes, Bisping G- got Bisping out. retired Bisping. after the knockout to Gastelum, mm-hmm. taking the fight less than a month off of losing the belt from GSP, yeah. who then yeah, <laughs> then who then uh, relinquished the belt after yeah. he said he wouldn't after yeah. he said he wouldn't. That's still crazy. Sean Strickland caps 2022 and ignites 2023 in the main events. Props to him. Uh, I think not having to cut the weight is going to benefit Sean Strickland in this fight. Immensely. Yeah, that was he's going to lose. Sean Strickland's going to lose. 20 days for Why do you think he's going to lose? Why is he going to lose? Yeah. Because Nasruddin Imuav, even though he's repping the French flag, is from Dagestan. And... <laughs> In his last fight, because I think he fought on the French card, right? The French. Uh, yeah, it was the Cyril Gunn to Ivasa. Yeah, that's He beat right. Joaquin Buckley, which Joaquin yep. Buckley is a is a big 185er. Yes. Then he knocked out Edmund Shabazian. Then he yep, knocked out Ian Heinish. He lost a majority decision to Phil Haas, who's also a big middleweight. Very big. Um, I you like know, I like Nasruddin there. You know what? Your your Edmund Shabazian reminder there too, because Edmund Shabazian is fucking huge for 185. Like, and Nasserdeen looked about the same size, uh, so I think that it'll be pretty evenly matched size wise. The thing I also liked, especially watching Nasserdeen uh, with Edmund, is he's kind of a sniper. 
Dude, uh, he's 6'3". Nasruddin's 6'3". He's going to be bigger than Sean Strickland, or at least taller. Is, I think this will be reminiscent of Pajeda. Uh, even though Nasruddin is more aggressive in the grappling, he still loves to corner and snipe. Uh, he he nailed. He picked his shots with uh, Edmund. And if he does that with Strickland, he could definitely beat Strickland, finish him. What is the line on this fight? A uh, little bit. It looks like a minus. Pick That's pick a pick'em. Yeah, it's a pick'em. Hmm. I mean, I, I like Nasserdine. I'm also concerned, like, for Sean Strickland, how how was he able to fight? Wouldn't there have been some type of like medical suspensions after in doing Florida, a fight? Or or where did he where did he fight his last fight? That was, was at the uh, Apex. Oh, okay, yeah, it's at the Apex. Hmm. Just just. You're fighting Jared Cannonier. Uh, he absorbed 157 strikes in that fight. Oh Sean Strickland God. did. 152 of them were considered to be significant strikes, and 126 of those 152 were to the head. How does he not have a, a medical um, a medical yeah. suspension? You could talk me into a rule that basically says after you fight. You have a minimum of eight, but probably 12 weeks before you're about to fight again. Yeah. Like we're talking about, it's not even a full month and he's going to fight in another five round main event. I yeah, just, I, 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 I don't think that. it, I don't think it's good for Sean in, in terms of his ability to stay or to be competitive. In also, the match. I think you, Sean, those were the numbers Sean landed, not took. Oh, you're right. You're right. He took 141, all of which were considered to be significant. Hmm. Yes. Because so that's what Jerry Kenny here does. We're at 60 to the body, 24 to the legs. Um, that is. Oh, weird. that's right. Uh, Cannoneer was throwing those heavy, heavy leg kicks. That yeah. this is a this is a tough sell for me. I would be surprised if Strickland is. Yeah, at his best, for lack of a better way to say it, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, had, I wouldn't consider him to be his best. I had a I had a strong feeling about Strickland in this one, especially being that he trains in Vegas and he won't have to move again. He really hasn't had to do anything. But just looking at the strike differential too, and like where I was saying that Imavov is a sniper. Like he he throws two less punches per minute than Sean does, but his significant strikes percentage is higher. Considerably the, higher. The big thing is the absorbed per minute. I mean, Sean absorbs twice as many punches as Imavov does, and he's still throwing more. So I mean, I think we're gonna see some great counters from Imavov. Uh Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna second I'm gonna think we're gonna see some great timing by Imavov, not necessarily counters. He doesn't well, really counter, he just picks his shots. Sean absorbs more per minute than Imavov lands, which is not does not bode well for him. I think <laughs> even if he hadn't just fought, these stats do not favor Sean Strickland. Mm -mm. No, not particularly. And I mean they're they're their grappling is going to probably be pretty equal, if not in Imavov's favor for the size. You think Imavov is bigger? I know he's taller, but is he bigger? Sean's a big guy. He's got a reach advantage. They're both pretty big guys. Yeah, that's true. Im I'm Imavov is 6'3", and Sean Strickland 6'1", but, I mean, the reach can be 
be what it is. Sean looks like he has pretty long arms. He does. And this, I mean, this certainly would have been a far more interesting matchup to discuss topically if it was a middleweight, um, just to see how they would do, especially having seen Sean Strut fight Alex. You know, seeing anybody who's fought Alex, uh, how they fare against other people, you know, try and see how they would size up with Alex on MMA math. Imavov is also ranked 12th at middleweight and would considerably be can it it's not unlogical to say he could be on his way up whereas Strickland definitely seems like he's on his way down so taking this fight even if losing doesn't affect his ranking at middleweight is yeah I I respect what he's doing whereas he was fighting actually a rank lower than him when it was Calvin Gastelum I I do think Strickland is saving this card though in a lot of ways I don't think another well I mean I don't think any of the other fights on this card could have moved up to main event and I agree. they were going to have to pick a name for Imavov and Strickland is probably the biggest name they could get right oh, now. Oh, that's like definitely how that went. I, I can't think of, I mean, unless freaking <laughs> Bo Nickel was going to jump into middleweight and go jump Bo right Nickel into is it. I know, but like if he was gonna cut and make it in time, nah, Bo's not doing that. Like, he's playing. He's playing the long game. It would at least put him in the top fifteen and in a main event spot in his first UFC fight. So I mean, it could have been an opportunity, but I think you're right that he's gonna play it right. I think he's gonna get both of those things. I could see them throwing him Darren Till. Oof! Right away. Could you imagine? Oh my god! He'd he run through him. He would. It was run through him fucking destroyed Aaron Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I made a comment. So like some there's some newer UFC cards came out, right? Uh and a Patty Pimblet went up, somebody went on one of the Facebook groups, which shout out if you're from any of the UFC trading cards Facebook groups and you wind up on the UFC or at the the most pretty neat podcast uh about UFC on the planet, which is here. Um and they were that talking about true. they were talking about Patty Pimblet and this new card that came out and it's like fire and like yeah pulled this monster gonna sell it blah blah blah. Can we pull it up? Let me see it. Uh, let's. I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but uh, I made a comment that uh, you know, cool card, but Patty Pimblet doesn't beat anybody in the top ten, let alone top fifteen. So f- <laughs> flip it while he's relevant. No, just just search for the card. I don't need to see the post. Oh, okay. Uh, and man, I got a lot of people who are like, what are you smoking? You're crazy. That Patty Pimbit would beat someone in the top 15? <laughs> that I was crazy <laughs> for thinking he wouldn't. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's okay. Well, here you go, Patty. Here, here's Jalen Turner. Have have fun with your day. That's what, literally what exactly talking? what I said. I mean, whatever. I literally even put in there... Uh, like Pat Jalen Turner would rip his arms off like verbatim. That's what I put. Uh, I don't see the exact card, but it looks closest to this one. What is fire about that? That Patty is not a good looking guy. <laughs> Average price. One thousand per card. thousand dollars for that one. For that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a black though. There's not, there's only 
thirty. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, just another card, probably worth fifty to a hundred bucks. But uh, yeah, just <laughs> I was just kind of surprised at how much instant flack there was for like. I don't think Patty Pimblet's an actual contender. <laughs> You're smoking. I'm like, excuse me. Jared Gordon's ranked twenty fourth, and he needed the judges. <laughs> Like literally yeah. needed them to save him. Yeah, that's a that's a public thing though, is what that is. He's the public name. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna get that sort of push yeah. because of it. Yeah, I I just thought it was funny. Some of the cards are pretty sexy though. Some of the new cards are are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put some up on the eBay, which you can click and, and go see if you go to the prettynepodcast.com. Just hit Ooh. UFC cards on the bottom and you click it. Uh, and there's some uh, some good ones in there. The blue velocities uh, were kind of neat. I've been trying to pick those up. I'm trying to, okay, so I am collecting the Matt Brown cards. Like Matt Brown is is who I collect. And I only need like six more of his 2022 cards to like almost fill it. And I'm like, really happy about it (laughs) which i'll probably then immediately flip because once you have the whole collection might as well just the whole collection meaning like everyone that was in circulation or just one of each one yeah in uh 2022 i'm collecting the the matt brown prisms which there's i believe something like 21 versions of his one card and you just want one of each or every single one they printed of each i want one of each okay Yeah, because then I, I have the rainbow, as it's called, and I would sell that for a nice chunk since they're all together. But Matt Brown is one of those guys where they didn't print a lot of extra cards of his, too. So tracking down 20 cards is like a fun scavenger hunt that's not impossible. And he's not so popular that if I find the person in this world who has his one of one uh black from this year that they actually might sell it to me for not a billion dollars you know okay because man the the world of collecting is just you can find people who collect damn near anything no joke (laughs) there which i am a fan of as a as a concept but i i just I love the community around it and how fun it can be some dude pulled a one uh a one of one Kamzat Chim- or sorry, one of one Islam Makachev autograph hmm. from a $35 box he bought at Target. That's pretty and it's cool. It's now on eBay for $15,000. <laughs> That's so uh, he pulled the right box. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have recently investigated, not participated in the world of people who collect like Yeti stuff, not like. Bigfoot, but like coolers and the like tumblers and stuff. That's a thing. and like oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a and not only do people want they want what they want are the rare colors, and they want everything that was made in that color, which means they're spending thousands of dollars on coolers they're literally never going to use. They just want to have the whole thing in the color. I I can appreciate it. Of of like uh, but it's like cups. It's 
Well, they're Yeti really, makes those. They're really well insulated cups. They are really well insulated. <laughs> Yeti makes those big coolers, though, like that you could fit a whole elk in or whatever. Then and those are also very well insulated. They are. Those things, they are. I mean, they work. There's no no question about that. Um, but like some of the, my wife liked a pink one. And I'm like, babe, that's like retails for 30 bucks and you can't find it for cheaper than 150 right now. You're not getting that. Yeah. So, not because she can't spend $150. She's allowed to spend $150, but I don't necessarily believe in paying six times retail. It's not a no. good investment. No. Nope. Now, a Justin Herbert card. <laughs> I've seen quite a few of those around because there's Rookies? not a lot of... Yeah, there's not a lot of his fans in Texas. So, uh, you guys, I'll have to keep an eye out for his rookies. What was his first season? in the nfl uh this is his third season so 2019 so chargers with all of them though right yeah 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 so yeah i'll keep an eye out for 2019 rookies he's from oregon we'd uh we we uh discovered and and or confirmed a couple weeks ago that is Eugene. not the most flattering picture of nate diaz no not really i think that's what people look at <laughs> the one of one yep yep so this was the donra gold but look it's it started they wanted 2800 bucks for it and yeah that's they priced that way too high yeah i mean this i mean this comms out right here for fifty five thousand dollars. fucking not gonna happen i mean if it was an autographed one oh it's his rookie card that makes more sense so but it's still not going to sell for $55,000. Like that's like, that would make it like the third or fourth highest grossing UFC card sold of all time. <laughs> but this one, this black velocity, Patty Pimblet, $3,000 is not a bad ask. Cause there's only 30 of them. Well, 40. Seems highly unreasonable to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unreasonable, especially when it's not autographed. Like to me, I like the autograph ones with numbers. Uh, but I mean, who's who? Yeah. Like who? Who would pay three thousand dollars for that? I don't know. I I'm a much bigger fan of the UFC immaculate boxes and cards, where you get this type of card, which is like way cleaner. They signed on the card. It's got a piece of their shirt or the octagon in the back. It's always a clean picture. It's always centered. The corners are always crisp and they're usually numbered. But these boxes, you only get five cards in a box and the box is $600. Damn. <laughs> so but you're like, all like that. So you're just hoping for. Yeah. You're just hoping for the. The really great ones, the gold yeah. Khabibs. And it would have to, it would have to grade. You'd have to grade too. it well. Yeah. yeah. And grading it's 30 bucks a card. And that's so. not always a guarantee. Like I know in the Pokemon card world, there's a yep. lot of runs that had like factory issues and stuff. That there's just nothing you can do about it. For sure. Yeah. I've I pulled one one of one card ever, a Chuck Liddell, and it had a massive factory bend in it. So just that's a bummer because that'd be a good one one to have. Yeah, right. That's just like a cool one to have. Um, but no, do you I still like, have it or did you sell it? I sent it back to Panini. Yeah. Oh, really? To, to exchange. 
um, which they exchange for a card of equal value. So it may not even be the same card. What did you end up with? I haven't gotten it back. It takes months. Okay. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. They got to sort through every single one of those. That makes sense. Yeah. My, my local card shop has two of last year's immaculate boxes that are still unopened. And now he's marked them down to 500 a box. Um, so maybe one day I'll f- go in there and pick those up. But uh, no, am uh, I crazy or would he, wouldn't they just be better off financially opening them and selling the cards individually? No, because the card, the boxes will stay valuable. Mm. Like the, okay. the new immaculates for 2022 are coming out soon. And once those come out, the old boxes will actually go up in value because do people do people like weigh them and get into that stuff like they do with Pokemon cards? Uh, I know that people can, uh, but not not much in the local stores. They won't even let you hold them. Yeah, like, okay. They're like pick a number. If there's five on the shelf, one one's in the front, five's in the back. Pick yeah, pick your number. Okay, and they hand it to you. Um. Unless you're friends with the people at the shop, <laughs> then sometimes they might let you hold the packs. And yeah, you can sort of tell which ones are thicker and whatnot. Makes sense. Immaculate, you can't. Because like Immaculate, that's fucking a tin box. Mm-hmm. It comes in, it's like you need you need a knife to open it and like okay. security guards. <laughs> Interesting. But now Immaculates are where it's at. Um, that's Those are the fun ones. Uh, that in the first off the line, like the the new cards that we were just looking at, the Don Russ Optics, mm-hmm. uh, it's inaugural. It's inaugural edition as well. It's the first time they've done that combo for UFC. So it's the first Don Russ Optics. It's the first year ever. And uh, the first off the line already came out, which has the big cards in it. Um, but no, you can buy like boxes from first off the line from like 2011. Like you could buy an un- I've unopened box. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, 2020 has kind of this funny thing that I've found. It was the last year that Tops made their cards. They did a series called Striking Signatures where it was a box and there's one card in it and it's an autograph and it's just a perfect autographed card um and you can get those like all over the place like they still sell them unopened because it's just a guaranteed autograph Mm. problem is you're gonna spend a hundred bucks and you're either gonna get izzy or you're gonna get lauren murphy (laughs) like right (laughs) like so you gotta be prepared to get the cards you don't want or jimmy (laughs) crute yeah (laughs) but interesting yeah i like it i really like it um, I'm going to definitely probably be at one of those shops in the next few days, uh, just to visit. I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out for some Justin Herberts and, uh, and try and talk them down since everybody here's a, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Gentlemen, Good luck. Good luck. this ep- this episode of the pretty neat podcast was brought to you by the good times we shared. <laughs> uh, a a low energy episode. Yeah, I wouldn't call it low energy. It okay. was just kind of 
get back in the groove. That's true. I had to, I'm back at work this week after like three off and yeah, I say it every time, but not working is way better than working. (laughs) (laughs) I could shake my head. (laughs) Not working 2026. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? (laughs) Violence really does bring people together. Yes, let's get back to violence.